This Mama Needs Coffee, and I'm sure you do too. Welcome to the podcast. I'm Emma Olson, a stay-at-home mom of two. Being a mom is relentless, yet social media tends to minimize how truly exhausting it is. On the podcast, I will help to normalize the reality of motherhood by sharing my experiences as I navigate the less-than-Instagrammable moments that we all go through as moms. On the last episode, I talked about reparenting and my inner child. Today, I'll be talking about reparenting and how it is exhausting. And I am choosing to parent my children differently. And it's exhausting. Every day is mentally exhausting. (sighs) I'll give a real-life example of what happened today. I picked up my daughter from preschool. It was a snowy day, so when I went to pick her up, she was wearing snow pants and boots, which she had worn earlier with her class to go outside and play in the snow. I took off her snow pants and her boots before getting into the car seat, but I didn't replace her boots on her feet because I knew that we would be parking in the garage when we got home and I'd be carrying her inside anyway, so I just left her in socks for the drive home because that made sense to me felt like one less step for me to do. Five minutes into our six-minute drive, my three-and-a-half-year-old daughter looks down at her feet and notices that her boots aren't on her feet anymore. And yes, it did take five minutes for her to notice. Instant tears. And she began to scream. Literally, this is what she was saying to me. Stop the car right now! I need boots on my feet! My boots are gone! I'm wearing socks only! Help! Stop the car now! Literally, panic for her. My brain immediately wanted to say, Stop crying. We are almost home. You are overreacting. You don't need boots in the car. I'm not stopping the car in the middle of the street to replace your boots. You are being ridiculous. That is what my brain wanted to say. Not only does my brain think these things, I can almost hear my parents' voice saying these things to me in my mind. But while I think of these things, in the moment, I'm not saying anything. I'm just holding space. I almost visualize myself becoming a sponge, absorbing the water that is overflowing from my daughter's emotional bucket. I say nothing, and then I finally take a loud, audible exhale. (sighs) My breath is intentionally loud enough for my daughter to hear. My breath didn't somehow magically absorb her sadness, even though I visualized it too. I hear my parents' voice again, wanting to yell back at her. That's what my brain wants me to say. And in my body, I almost feel the words coming out. I instead lower my voice and I say, Gosh, that is so frustrating. It makes sense that you're having a tough time. When it is safe, I will stop the car and we can talk about it. Now, I could have driven home. We were about 30 seconds from the house at this point. But instead, I let her cry and I pulled the car into a parking spot, which was about 30 seconds away from our house. I chose not to continue home. Really, we weren't in a rush and this felt more important to me than getting home. And I knew it would appease her, so I did it. I parked and I think... I needed this reparenting moment for my daughter, but also for my own inner child. And I find that often as I parent. So I took off my seatbelt, I opened my door, 
I calmly got into the back seat with my daughter. At this point, she wasn't screaming anymore, but she was still crying, and she had her head lowered. I took another loud breath. <sighs> she mirrored my breath. <sighs> I said, you're having a tough time because your boots aren't on. Ugh, that is so frustrating. It makes sense that you're sad. You should be so proud of yourself because you calmed your body by taking belly breaths. I know I'm proud of you. Now that you're calm and the car is safely stopped, would you like for me to put your boots on? And she said yes. After the boots were on, I heard that voice once again wanting to shame my daughter for her feelings, wanting to say something like, see, your boots are on. It's not a big deal. You didn't need to get so upset about it. But... I didn't. I wanted to explain my decision for not putting her boots on for the six-minute car ride. I wanted to tell her how unsafe and illogical it would have been for me to have stopped the car in the middle of the busy road like she insisted in the heat of the moment, but I said none of that. Instead, I asked my daughter if she wanted a hug, and she said yes, and I hugged her, and I said, you are a good kid who had a tough time, and yet I still love you very much. I'm going to drive the car back home now, okay? And she shook her head yes. And then she smiled. We continued on for the last 30 seconds of the car ride home. And when we got home, that four-minute interaction somehow felt like my brain had ran a marathon. The amount of mental load that my brain had to take on to suppress the response my body was begging for me to have is almost wild. I've never actually counted how many times, but I would have to guess that I have 30 moments per day on average where my brain goes through a mental marathon like this one. The authoritarian parent might argue that I'm teaching my kids to be soft, disrespectful, and even spoiled. But I know that choosing to nurture first, I am giving my children the opportunity to gain self-confidence and self-respect from knowing how to hear and trust their own inner workings, since they're learning how to feel instead of how to suppress. I give my children the space to make mistakes and to fumble. I know that shaming away feelings doesn't actually stop feelings from feeling real. My children are learning in real time how to cope with life by giving them the opportunities to practice as a team. We're in this together so that when I'm not there with them, next to them, they can guide themselves through. So I choose to pencil in time each night for myself to de-stress and decompress from the day because being an emotional parent sponge is very taxing mentally and physically. And I know that it's so important for my own mental health when it is such a taxing job. Reparenting is exhausting. But if one day when my children are adults, if they decide to become parents, I'm confident that they will have much more of an opportunity to enjoy the ride of parenting without having to take on such a mental load. Thanks for chatting with me. I will talk to you on next episode. And until then, I hope you know that you are doing a great job and I'm proud of you.